Hey there, Sandwich Society. I just want to do a quick shout out for a couple of donations I've gotten on Red Circle. Red Circle is my host, my distributor. That's who puts the show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere else. The thing is, Red Circle doesn't let me know who donated. If you donate through the other two avenues, Patreon or PayPal, it will let me know who you are and I can thank you properly. But if it is through Red Circle, it is anonymous, which is totally fine if that's the way you prefer it. But I do like to give donors a shout out. So thank you if you're listening. It is very much appreciated and it really does keep the show going. You're listening to Zen Sandwich a podcast for the independent mind and anyone who embraces life despite its absurdities. Join former attorney and professor-turned-Japanese papermaker Mark Reed each week as he talks with creative, inspiring, and influential people, or as he shares his own research to help make your world a little better today than it was yesterday. Hey, here we are. My guest today is a spiritual wellness leader, a meditation teacher, and a keynote speaker. She does workshops. I think she's got a local four-week one coming up this summer in Wisconsin. She's got 17 years of meditation experience, seven years of private coaching experience, training in multiple areas, including transcendental meditation and holistic change management. Uh, she's a pro, uh, folks. I, I've listened to uh, her talks and her guided meditations, and uh, she's the real deal. The thing is, I've had folks like this on the show before, but let me explain why I asked Jen Carew to be a guest today. I think she's one of the absolute best at bridging the gap between folks who regularly meditate or practice mindfulness in their daily lives and people who are curious but have no idea where to start. In other words, there are tons of useful guided meditation apps out there and life coaches. But if someone were to come to me and say, Mark, I'm curious, I'm interested in trying meditation, but there's just so much out there now. I, I don't know where to begin. I don't know how to start. I would say start with Jen Crew. Go check out mm -hmm. her YouTube videos, her website, get her newsletter, uh, sign up for a consultation with her. She honestly is doing something very similar to what I try to accomplish here on Zen Sandwich. That is, one of my aims is to introduce Zen thought, which includes meditation and mindfulness, to the masses and do it in a straightforward, down-to-earth way to the general public who might be curious but have no grounding from which to build on. So without further ado, she joins me now from Wisconsin. Welcome, Jen Carew. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Glad to be here. Well, let's talk first about what you do and why. And so I guess first describe what happened to you several years ago, when you asked yourself the question, is this all there is to life? And <laughs> is this all there is? Yep. yeah, and I mean, you, you had everything going for you, right? A trophy house, a trophy husband, a tro trophy life, but uh, felt there was something lacking, right? So tell your story. I have always been somebody that's really passionate about personal development, um, spiritual growth. Like I was the kid that would rush home at the, after school every day to watch Oprah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's like who I was as a kid. And so this is uh, just it's been a through line in my life. And um, it started out for me as um, a journey to sort of heal some of my own childhood trauma and pain. Um, and then I used all of that sort of personal development knowledge and spiritual growth to uh, 
um, build a career in corporate learning and development. And I really reached my dream job being the head of leadership development for this company that I loved and believed in. And I worked 10 years to, uh, to get this career going. And I found myself on a regular basis feeling every day, this sort of emptiness, uh, this just constant anxiety, um, and also just this deep uh, longing for something else. And I wasn't sure what it was. And I didn't understand why, um, you know, I'd gotten everything that I'd really ever wanted in life. And I, I got, and then, and then I, I couldn't feel fulfilled. I couldn't feel mm-hmm. at peace. So I think so, a lot of, I think a lot of people can relate to that feeling. I think that happens yeah. to a lot of people. Yeah. And I think, you know, as I look back on it now, I can see that the ways that I was defining my life were very externally driven and I hadn't really ever taken the journey inward. And mm, so it was it. one of those things that I knew that I was going to do one day, right? Like, oh, one day when things <laughs> calm down, I'll yeah. get to that, right? Um, and <laughs> the truth is, though, um, we need to make time for it in our daily lives, or I needed to in order for me to feel fulfilled. So um, for me, I did end up leaving my career behind so that I could discover, what, you know, why was I feeling unfulfilled and what else was I here to do? And I spent a good amount of time in meditation and studying and um, in just learning and re- in writing and reflecting. And so as I emerged from that, I call that sort of my c- cocoon phase. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I started asking, how can I share what I've learned? And, um, and so what I do is I help people take that journey inward. Mm-hmm. And that's why I share that in my newsletter on my YouTube channel. And, and I help people with their own journeys inward. So how, how would you get someone started if they came to you and said, if they described a situation and they were feeling just how you described your own uh, path, and but you're ahead of the game now, how would you get them started? Yeah, so um, for each person, a, their a spiritual path is different. And so some people are very... Um, are are integrated into one specific faith tradition or religion. And I, I approach it as whatever works best for that person. So I would start them with a meditation practice and help teach them how to start to access that and listen to that inner voice. Mm -hmm. And so this is a process and it's different, really different for everyone. Everyone has um, different uh, blockers and, um, and different resistance to, um, listening to the inner voice. Sometimes uh, we mistake the voice of the ego for the voice of our our true self. And so helping people to discern Mm -hmm. the difference between uh, the voice of our egoic thinking and the voice of our core uh, inner truth Mm. is also something that I help with. Um, and, and then I walk them through again, it's, it's very unique and personalized. So when I help, help somebody, or when I advise them, I take them through their own unique journey. And we, I use a lot of my own inner guidance, honestly, to, um, to help understand, to help, to help to connect with their inner guidance, because I do believe at the deepest level, we are all connected and, um, at the deepest level of our minds. So it's very unique and personalized. Yeah, I think that's important that you tap into your own sort of inner intuition as to which direction to go, because, you know, that's to me, that sounds a lot more appealing than just following a formula, you know, that that's written down somewhere in a book or whatever. 
Right. Um, yeah. You touched on a lot of the things I want to ask you about. Um, I know that you help folks find relief from overthinking. And I think this is a huge obstacle, especially today when we're we're bombarded with so much information and so much drama and so much negativity in the news or whatever. So where do we begin uh, to prevent or or stop overthinking things? Well, I think being able to access the stillness within is, is really step one. And so that's why, again, meditation is really foundational. Um, I will say that stopping thought is really um, not something that I ask my clients to aim for. Right. Our thoughts are like a river that are continue, like a river that's continuously flowing. Mm. <laughs> and so um, the goal is not to stop the thinking. It's really to uh, get out of the river, so to speak, and watch the thoughts from the riverbank because our thoughts, like sometimes that river can be really choppy. Sometimes the river is very calm. And honestly, our egoic mind, uh, whatever it's thinking mm. is really not connected to who the core of who we are. So the core of who we are can be the observer yeah. of whatever our thoughts are doing in any given moment. And the more that we meditate and we more the, we practice creating that space and that distance uh, to observe our thoughts, to recognize that we are the observer rather than being enmeshed or entangled with mm. our thoughts, then we are able to, um, again, create that space and, and in the moment, mm. consciously awaken ourselves uh, from sort of being at the mercy of whatever the river is doing yeah. at the moment. I, I love the analogy of the river. I, I, I know you've used it in some of your YouTube videos, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, I really like that. A lot of what you say, it it sounds like, uh, I, I imagine you're familiar with Eckhart Tolle. And, yes. Yeah, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a fan. So, it, you know, the, a lot, I hear a lot of what he says in what you say. It's it's good stuff. Yeah. Um, he's, he's been a great teacher for me. I've had many teachers and he's yeah. been one of them. Yeah. Talk about finding access to the part of yourself that is always peaceful. I mean, that's language that I got from uh, from your website about, you know, finding part of yourself that's always peaceful. My question is, is really this. Is there not always going to be a dichotomy going on, a struggle mm -hmm. between, on the one hand, a, a, a longing for peace and on the other hand, the part of us that doubts, self-sabotages, looks for drama, that part's definitely not me, but the doubts and self-sabotages <laughs> stuff happens sometimes. Um, don't we all have this inner struggle, whatever that means for each of us? Are you suggesting that we can escape the the struggle? And if so, how? Yeah, Um well, there is certainly always the part of us, our egoic thinking, um, that is very identified with our body, um, our story, our history, the story of me, right? And that actually Eckhart Tolle talks about. Um, so that part of us is is always there, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it is a part of who we are, and it is how we express the core part of who we are. Mm -hmm. So it's not a necessarily a bad thing. However, there are... Um, patterns that that have been conditioned in our lives that uh, we continually express through uh, that 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 part of who we are yeah the part that people don't often connect with and um, is their spirit so spirit soul consciousness whatever the language uh, you use 
um, the language is less important than um, just being able to call on that inner presence. So that is the um, the still presence within all of us. Mm-hmm. That is um, that is connected to all of life itself. I want to go off on a tangent before we go back because you talked okay. about uh, you know tapping into the language that's appropriate for the person. Mm-hmm. You know, you you had talked earlier about uh, that. You know, there there are many paths to an awareness of peace and, you know, the paths will be unique to the person. I would even go so far as to say that language can be a hindrance if you get too bogged down in the language of, you know, oh, uh, this is God or this is spirit. And, and you're if you get too preoccupied with linguistics, <laughs> you miss some, you miss the forest for the trees. You know, you, you miss out on the the big idea here. Um, right. Well, it, like naming it does not make it any more uh, real or <laughs> and right. it doesn't change the nature of what it is. And any name that we assign to it um, and any meaning that we assign to it is, you know, is has sort of been in some sense created by us, but something created all of this, right? <laughs> all yeah. of this life. And so whatever we call that um, is fine. It's, it, and it is whatever feels most comfortable for you. And I, I always invite people and I share that I don't want the language to be a blocker, hmm. right? Because the most important thing is that, um, you're not hung up on connecting to God or source or consciousness or creator because of the word, like, you know, it, because that, because that would be such a shame. Yeah. You know? it, it, it's like, a dis- it can be a distraction, you know, from just observing yeah. what, from just observing what is, you know, that's why I tell people Zen's not a religion. Yeah. You can be a Christian, you can be an atheist, and right. you can practice Zen philosophy because Zen is just observing yeah. the now and where you are and things around you. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of Zen, Jen, in almost every episode, uh, I, I missed a few, but in almost every episode, I do a segment called Five Minute Zen, where I try to give the listener uh, just some down to earth advice. And um, we've sort of been doing a five minute Zen this whole episode with the way <laughs> our this conversation's going. Um, but my question for you is: uh, you do talk about uh, you help people learn how to let go of the past and to stop mm-hmm. chasing the future. I want to focus. I want to hone in on just one of those. How do we let go of the past? I will even give a confession here. I sometimes I can get lost in an old memory. And it can be good or bad. I can it can be a good one where I'm like reliving my glory days in high school or something, you know, and I'm like, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> and I've spent 20 minutes doing that instead of doing something that I should be. Or it can be something I think about I did 30 years ago and I feel embarrassed all over again. Like, what mm-hmm. is that all about? You know, like, yeah. I mean, I'm the only one that even if it's a memory that like it involves four or five people. I'm probably the only person on earth that still even remembers that thing. But I, I'll, I'll like feel embarrassed all over again about it. Help me. How do how do I get out of the past? How do I, how do we all stop living in the past? Well, um, thoughts of the past are going to come up because our conditioned mind uh, goes there. It just does, and our, our egoic thinking is 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 very unsettled in the present moment so it's always looking back or looking forward and um, the more and more we create space uh, from uh you know noticing or or sort of being enmeshed with our egoic thinking to um to being the still presence within and really embodying that presence in our lives 
the more that we're able to notice, notice and sort of not get hooked in to stories about the past. Now, sometimes it's really fun to actually experience a story from the past. There's been great times in your in your life, right? Right. Um, and so a lot of people want relief from the past memories that maybe are, are the ones that are not so uh, you know, pleasant or the right. ones that cause them pain or embarrassment. And so, um, w what I always suggest is the only, the, the only time, right. And we all know this is now. And so if you're able to get still enough to where you can create that space, create that separation between, you know, being in the river with the, the past thoughts and watching the past thoughts from the riverbank, you create that distance and you can find a new um, level of awareness within yourself. Mm. Now, there are particular thoughts uh, and that might continue to arise for you that um, that come up from the past and there might be stories that you have about these thoughts uh, maybe a particularly like for you for your example an embarrassing story that <laughs> that has been arising um, so i what i know from my own inner guidance is that we are not meant to to do to try and let go of painful thoughts or inner pain alone and that is where we can actually release those thoughts and bring them into meditation and give them to god to spirit to source um, and ask for help in in seeing them differently so i bring whenever i have a repetitive thought because there's still things i'm releasing too and sure. whenever i have a, a repetitive thought that comes up that i'm like why is why does this continue to rise i get curious about it first and i bring it into meditation and i ask my inner guidance like what what is this trying to teach me hmm. and then how can i see this in a new light and so oftentimes um the story that we've created around things that have happened in our lives is maybe not what actually happened. Mm. And even if it is the story that we've created to your point is far worse <laughs> and matters to us far more than it matters to anyone else. Yeah. So there's that, I don't know if you've seen that commercial, um, about the replay and I did a video about this. Um, but there's a, there's an insurance commercial where there's a, a husband and wife, and um the wife needs her husband to do something he said he did it and she's like let's replay oh, that yes. wait it's like a sports <laughs> thing right they throw the replay flag yes and then they get to rewatch it and then usually it's the the husband exactly. that's apologizing for <laughs> yeah, <you're> right, right. <laughs> yeah so i think i i think you know if we really were to go back and Put any of the stories that we have in our mind or any of these uh, these things that have happened to us on replay, yeah, we might see something a lot different. Absolutely. And so that's what our inner guidance is there for. That's great. That's good stuff. I totally agree. I love the idea of uh, how can I see this in a new light? And uh, just a brief tangent about uh, memories. Uh, I used to be an attorney. And I started out as a uh, a prosecutor, as an assistant district attorney in <clears throat> upstate New York. And um, and memories get less and less accurate the more time passes. <laughs> I can tell right. you, I can tell you <laughs> firsthand 
They yeah. get less and less accurate over time. Uh, it doesn't even take that much time. Uh, but anyway, I digress. Mm-hmm. Jen, what you got going on these days? Uh, where can people find you on social media? And, and your website is your name, right? JenCarew.com? Yes, it's at JenCarew.com. And um, I am on YouTube. So I teach meditation and practicing presence and connecting to your inner guidance. I have videos on that on YouTube at Inhabiting Joy. Um, that's the, also the name of my newsletter. And so my newsletter offers a weekly roundup of videos from the YouTube channel and uh, people can, uh, I also offer um, inspirational quotes and stories uh, as well. And then I also have an on-demand course uh, about our core identity. It's called Remembering Your True Self, The First Step to Inner Peace. And in that, I do a lot of what I shared today, which is to help people understand and get to the core of uh, of who they are and connecting with their inner guidance. And then finally, I do one-on-one advising as well. Nice. Yeah. Um, I definitely recommend people go check that out. And, you know, the newsletter is a freebie. I get it. Uh, I like it. So thank you for that. Um, Well, that's all, folks. So go to jencaroo.com. And go to jencrew.com slash newsletter to just to go directly to that newsletter. Get on the list. Go find her videos on YouTube. You can actually either type in her name because I I did it that way. And then you or you can look up Inhabiting Joy and find her videos. They're all excellent videos. Even if whether you're a beginner or you've been doing this stuff for a while, it's uh it's all good stuff. So go there first. After you go there. Then head over to zensandwich.com and find out how you can help this show out. Uh, that information is at the top of the page. Jen, I love what you do. I think you uh, would be a great source for anyone to go to that's looking for some positive changes in their lives and through meditation or coaching. Um, thank you for your time today. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me.